Posada, slow roller right side. Beckett picks it up, tags Posada, and the Florida Marlins are world champions. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. 30 games in, or 38 games in, and we are average. We are 500, 19 and 19, but that's what we want. Just keep swimming. That's all we want. Welcome, everybody, to episode number six of the Battered Marlins Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, we got three other Battered fans, which we're going to introduce in a second, but no, not too many pleasantries. Real quick, when we come and introduce you, we're going to show you what we're rocking on our head. So I am... Over here, rocking another Brooklyn Cyclones hat because, well, you get to know me, and I am a very proud Brooklynite. And let me throw it over to my man, Cali. What are you wearing on your hat, sir? What up, guys? Uh, I am wearing a hat of the Lenore Ryan Bears. It's where I played college ball. This was my practice hat for a little bit of my freshman year. That's why it's not too dirty. The camera doesn't do it justice, but there's a little pink and dirt rubbed in there, so... Yeah, go Bears, man. Let me see. We got my man, Bratton. All right. What's going on, guys? If you follow me on Twitter, you know what this hat is. It's not just a Florida Marlins hat. It is the latest. uh, Oh, let me get the right sign. It's the latest collab with the uh, Jumbo Shrimp here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. They did a collab. Jackson, yeah, so it's a little bit different than uh, the 30th anniversary hat that they have out there because it's not the all teal. Plus, they also did a collab with the uh, current Marlins logo, but in Jacksonville colors, which is pretty dope. And you guys will probably see on a future episode. But go out and and support our minor league affiliates and and pick one up because they're awesome. Well, I, I love the minor leagues, I love the minor leagues hats because they're so themed and they get so creative with them. And uh, obviously, I'm working on Brooklyn Cyclones one, but there is a jumbo shrimp one that I saw, Miami Vice theme night. Yeah, that one. Might have to look into that one. Superhero night one too. That's pretty dope. And here we go, my man Spaz. What you rocking, sir? <laughs> this was the free giveaway that they. That's gave the one me. I missed out on, man. I wanted that I one. Is that the one. that's the one you have to go crackhead mode for? I had to go crackhead <laughs> mode for this one. I was offering cash and money and beer and everything uh venmo uh anything that anybody would want um but this is the giveaway that is reversible so on the other side we got a fun little uh with the new logo and then we have no logo on the other one so this is a very spazzy hat i gotta say i fucking love this hat it's very on brand yeah i I agree i agree (laughs) so i love this hat and i'm glad i have it and uh yeah man bucket hats are the way to go uh, you're definitely a bucket hat kind of guy. So <laughs> we are 19 and 19. We went ahead. We salvaged the series against the Cubs. We took the series against the Diamondbacks. And before we get into the series in detail, I kind of want to know where everybody's thought is as far as where you think or how, how do you think our season's gone so far, seeing as how we are literally just 500 and we are, I mean, like I said, average. Callie, what are you thinking so far about the season as a whole? Um, about what we expected, you know. I mean, we, we always said just float around 500, and that's exactly what this team is doing. Um, we, we've officially set a record as of this afternoon for most uh, consecutive one-run wins with 12 to start the year. Um, that's, that kind of speaks volumes because of our 19 wins, that means 12 of them is, are by one run. And then we have 19 losses. And that means we haven't had a loss where we had it within one run. So kind of a good and bad there. It shows that this team has some fight when they're in it. Um, but it also shows that when we're down, it's it's kind of tough to get back up. So, Brian, how are you feeling about the season so far? You know, kind of to piggyback off what Callie's saying. Um, you know, I, I feel all right about it. I'm, you know, we expected to be right here around 500. Um, I do expect us to probably pick up a couple more games this month as the schedule gets a bit easier. Um, You know, the one thing that's a little bit deceptive about those one run games is a lot of those games were were games where we were actually up by multiple runs and blue leads. Uh, The last three, I think, in a row were that way. So, you know, while it's great to win those one run games, I don't know that it shows that we have a ton of fight. I think it's 
that we we can hold on um <laughs> you know with with our teeth if we need to, to to grind out a win but um i'm happy overall you know we're doing this without jazz without some of our starter starting pitchers so um you know happy i'm, I'm optimistic and spaz my man how you feeling because i see that big smile on your face uh, because they both mentioned fight and like we're supposed to be the fighting fish you know so like i would like to fight back when we have those uh those deficits and when we're down by three or four runs and we're just not doing that <laughs> so no we're not uh, i'll take i'll take uh i'll take our 500 record all season like we've been saying that's where we want to dance around at but uh i would like a little bit more fight when we're down five or six runs or 12 you know which has been happening <laughs> so you know, I, I'd like a little bit more of that, but I'm cool. We're at super happy that we got the series win today, which was super amazing. And we saw some bombs during this series and we'll get to that later on. Um, I, I think that the new model for the show should be just keep swimming, right? That yeah. whole Dory yeah. finding Nemo, just keep sure. swimming, right? Yeah. You can forget about the past. The previous... <laughs> and it works because we're fish. <laughs> exactly like finding nemo fish dory just keep swimming it all works and Actually, like i said happen. just keep swimming we just got to keep it at 500 the goal in my mind and based strictly off of the philly success last year is 86 wins if we can get 86 wins and we were to miss the wild card but we get to 86 wins five games over 81 I, I mean, come on like to me that that would be perfect so that's that's what I hope this team achieves. And once you get into the dance, if you get into the dance, anything's possible. As Marlin fans, you know, anything's possible once you get in there. All right, so let's start with the series that just passed, the Cubs series. That was the first series loss of the season that wasn't against a team from the NL East. Um, I think we all understood that it was going to be difficult to keep beating them, especially the way that we kind of beat the Cubs, but they were all really close games when we beat them here in Miami the weekend before. So we knew that the Cubs was going to be a tough time. We're going to have a tough time with the Cubs. But I think that the worst was that second game on Saturday where the team imploded in that eighth inning. So I guess I'll start with Brenton. What did, what were your takeaways from that Cubs series or even just that eighth inning over there in game number two on Saturday? Well, so the eighth inning, you know, we can talk about it. So we're blue in the face. Like it was just a total cluster, um, you know, the defense just went to hell, which is not something that we've really seen a whole lot. Uh, we haven't seen, you know, um, well, you know, I interrupt you, but that, 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 that was a really uh, a black eye on Peyton Burdick. No. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, you know, after I sung his praises last week and then he, he loses that ball in the sun. But the one thing I'll take out of that as a positive is if you listen to skips post game <laughs> press conference, where he no was excuses. talking about it and stuff like he wasn't making any kind of excuses. He was holding the guys accountable. And like the guys were like, Oh, you know, Peyton Burdick, he missed, he lost it in the sun and this and that. And Skip wasn't having that. He goes, no, we practice that in spring training. He practices that he plays day games in the minors. That's no excuse. He shouldn't have dropped it. So I like seeing that, um, you know, Burdick is still up. So he's still got an opportunity to make up for that. Uh, one error doesn't erase, you know, some of the good things, good moments that he's had. But um, yeah, it was, it was really frustrating, especially because that was the, uh, the bullpen game, you know, where, was you know, the, the pin yep. and, and everybody who came in did such a good job. And then we get to the eighth and it's just like, you know, we had it, we had it, we had it, and then we just let it slip right through our fingers. So that was frustrating. But overall, um, you know, key takeaway for me for the Cubs series was it was good to see Sandy come back and, and have a strong outing, even though we almost blew that one too. But, you know, um, yeah. Well, Brian, you're not going to get the Sandy question this week, so that's no. good, right? Thank God. But listen, <laughs> two more quality starts, everybody. And that's what everybody I said. Three, except for me. Three. We'll make a public apology on the show to Sandy. I think I might have been the only one doubting him, but I'm okay with everybody apologizing. But I think I was the only one doubting him. All right, uh, Cali, take away from that Cubs series. Um, I mean, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of bad. Um, unfortunately, that was one of the series that was a lot more bad than good, it feels like. Um, yeah, it feels like Saturday we had it won. It was kind of that Johnny Holstaff day that everybody was just kind of kind of chuck a little bit. And it was, it was going great. Honestly, it was going great. And then we just had an absolutely monumental uh, defensive collapse. And it wasn't just Burdick losing in the sun. 
Um, you know, we had a couple plays up the middle that we just botched. Xavier Edwards made a couple errors. Hampson made an error. I think Segura threw one away too. And it's just, you know, unfortunately it, it, that you can't defend. The two things in, in baseball you can't defend against are errors and walks. There's nothing you can do to help yourself there. Um, you know, so that's frustrating. But I was, I mean, and it, and it kind of capped off a bad week. I think before that game we were on a five or six game losing streak or something like Braves. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got swept from by the Braves, you know, and then we were that that kind of capped off that five game losing streak, and then to to bounce back that sat that Sunday, you know, Sandy shoved. He he had a true Sandy performance, which is what we've needed. Um, and we hit, but again, we we kind of you know we kind of saved ourselves at you know at the end, and we despite us almost blowing it. And uh, it's just unfortunately, this is very much a, a bend but don't break type of team right now. Uh, which is fine considering what our aspirations are, but you know, it, at least we ended up on a high note, and I think that that showed itself in, in this series now against Arizona. We played against Justin Steele in Game One, yes. and it feels like every time we go out against a left-hander, Jazz isn't going to do anything, and Arise has also had some difficulties. Is this going to be a constant issue throughout the year? Well, the, the issue with us is that we don't have, I mean, well, lefty-wise, I mean, the thing is our righties hit lefties pretty well, but our lefties just aren't great. Like, Jazz is just terrible against lefties. And Arise isn't that great either. Yeah, but Arise, I mean, Arise can do whatever the hell he wants. He's hitting like 417 or whatever he's hitting right now. Like, I, you know, you know, he can, he can, he can have a couple bad days against, uh, against lefty. That, and that's, that's okay. You know, part of the problem against lefties is that, like we brought in Segura because he's traditionally hit lefties really well. Because last year we couldn't hit lefties, so we went out and got a guy who hits lefties, and Segura starts off the year in a slump. So I think, I think looking just at Jazz and um, Arise to kind of hit against lefties is probably a bit unfair because you know Jazz really hasn't done that super well in his career. But I think well, um, no, not at all. And yeah. you know what? And I, I might have been a little hard on Arise because he's batting 367 against lefties. Yeah, but he's so, batting 400. So that's that's disappointing. He's yeah, the other le- 400 against the other the other lefty that's hitting <laughs> bad against lefties too is is Jesus Sanchez. You know that he's he's definitely got hit, been hitting a little better, but he's he's particularly terrible against lefties too. Well, listen, listen, he's doing well for us. Just leave that bad juju back there, bro. Against <laughs> righties, I want the guy in the lineup, but against lefties, one of us just as good. I will tell you, since I brought up Jazz, uh, anybody want to gander at what his batting average against lefties is this year? Uh, I'm going to say, a, I'm gonna say uh, under a buck 30. I'm going to say under a buck 30. A buck 30, 178. Branton? I'll go in between 150. 0.97. 0.097. 0.0. If we're putting the prices right, that, that was all you. That's it. You the yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking home a, a washer and dryer set or something. Yeah. 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 So um, definitely has his issues against lefty. At that point, just take him out of the lineup. Don't even put him at six. Um, all right. So club series, first loss, but. Sandy looked like he was back. El Caballo, as uh, Spaz likes to call him. How are we feeling about Sandy? Spaz? Uh, dude, I, I, I liked, you know, I liked seeing him go deep and all that. I like seeing uh, what happened on that day. But um, it sucks that it was a hard-fought win when it should have just been an easy win. And uh, I'll just go and say this about the whole – I'm just happy that we fucking, you know – didn't get swept that series because a, a lot of things could have gone our way and they just didn't and they were on our hands. So I'll take that W. It just sucks that it was it was it went as deep as it had to go. So that's- I feel like at the, those Sunday games when we've had a chance to get that that uh that series sweep a lot of times. Yeah, we've had Sandy and Lazardo on the mound and we're like, okay, we're gonna get the sweep because we got our aces on the mound. Yeah, and this is the first time that they come through on a Sunday. And it was to save us from getting swept. So I'll take it. But uh, I'm glad that he's finally coming through, and especially that he went so deep in the game because our bullpen has been one of the best in the league. But at some point, we need to give him a breather. So we need Sandy to come alive. We need Lazardo to come alive because 
We it's only so much we can count on our bullpen, and and we're wearing them out. So definitely. So we're moving on. We lost the first one to the Diamondbacks, but we bounced back and we took the following two. Uh, one of this t- today we're recording at, at nighttime on Wednesday. Uh, so I'll start with Cali this time. Cali, what did you take away from this series against the Diamondbacks? So thankfully, I didn't, I didn't watch the first one. Nine forty p.m. start time on a Monday when you're a teacher is just a hard. Uh, it's a hard no go. It was right? your boy Braxton starting though. It was my boy. He, you know. <laughs> He, he kind of had his second, like, not great start in a row, but you know that's that's the nature of the beast. He's a young guy. I, I'm still I'm still all Braxton all the way. Um, you know, I'd say he's the third best pitcher in our staff right now. Um, he's probably been the best consistently throughout the year, so I'm I'm not getting off. But uh, we saw the the solar power and lighting show yesterday, hitting two bombs over 430 feet. The first one being just a fucking moonshot into the concourse and left center there. It was, it's always fun when we have one of those games, like, all right, we're, we're winning this one. It's not like, it was nice to have one that we didn't have to sweat it out and be like, Oh man, are we going to blow this thing? Are we going to screw this up somehow? You know? And then, and then today, you know, we, it was, it was a little more scrappy, man, but we, we found a way, you know, we had, you know, we, uh, Edward Cabrera had a, had an okay start, but man, like he he just he just fell apart after he got a bit of run support and and thankfully we, it was, today was one of those days that we decided to hit, but he there's a we I think the biggest question mark right now on this team is probably Edward Cabrera because we just don't know what we're getting every time he goes out. And you know what we might as well jump into that before we keep talking about the Diamondbacks. Edward Cabrera at this point, am I the only one that th- sees him as a long reliever instead of a starter? Because I think that he might get. Once everybody gets healthy, and I don't want to see Cueto, but I think that Cueto gets put back into the rotation once he's healthy. I think Edward Cabrera might be the, the, the one that kind of loses his spot. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree with you on that because, you know, Cabrera, those first three innings was like, it, it, like I think I text you guys. I'm like, he is rolling. Like, this is looking good. And then he got into that fourth inning, and he just couldn't hit the strike zone. And so – you know, I kind of went back and I looked at it a little more and like, I, I still don't understand why he was so reliant on that breaking ball when it wasn't hitting the strike zone in the fourth. So it he might be better served in the pen. I think at this point with the performances that we've seen and with, uh, you know, we'll get into Yuri coming up too. Uh, but with the performances we've seen with, you know, guys like Trevor Rogers getting healthy, you know, he started his long throwing uh, I think yesterday or today, and he'll go out on rehab. Cueto, I don't think Cueto's going to be back anytime soon, especially after he got roughed up in his last his rehab start in Jacksonville. Um, sure, so that might that might save Edward for another week or two and give him a chance to figure it out. But if he doesn't figure it out, I think Cueto, because he's probably, I think he's the fifth highest paid player on the roster right now. So he's going to come back into the rotation and if you have trevor rogers and yuri up here edwards either got to go down to triple a or he's got to go to the bullpen and i think when he's when he's on he's he has a major league arm but i don't think he can be on for eight innings or six innings like i think maybe coming out and doing two or three innings out of the pin is going to be good for him so i i don't think yuri's going to be a long-term i don't think he's going to be up full time. I, th- I, I think, think so. he, he's only up until Trevor Rogers comes back and then he's going right back down because at the end of the day, he's 20 years old. He doesn't need to be pitching in the bigs all as much. It's, it's, it's a cool experience for him now. You know, we're, we're down a couple arms, you know, and, and the back end, you know, and, and again, Cabrera is Cabrera's struggling, but um, the issue with Cabrera is that when, when your only job is to not give guys free bases and, and you are exceptionally good at putting guys on base for free, that's not a good thing, man. Um, I don't. I don't know what the answer is for him. I'm. I'm even a little hesitant to call him a reliever right now. Um, you know, I, I think he he still keeps getting starts just because of of lack of options for now. Um, but we'll see. I think I, I think there's going to have to be a tough discussion on on him, and probably the closer we get to the All Star break to kind of see and see where we're at. And and but I don't think he's going anywhere this very second but yuri perez i think we'll see him forget i I think i genuinely think we see him get two starts and then he's going back down to to jacksonville um spaz if i were to tell you then edward cabrera 
is leading the National League in a category. What do you think he's leading the the league in? Uh, walks, probably, right? Walks. Strikeouts. <laughs> he, is, he is leading the league. No, he's leading the league in walks. Yeah. The National League, that is. He, he has the most walks, but he is eighth in strikeouts. So, feast or famine with him. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have the analytics behind me, but I would assume that the majority of those strikeouts are the first two times we're on the... Uh, um, Around the the lineup, and then that yeah, he never gets past the fifth or sixth. Okay, but yeah. that but going back to what Branton was kind of saying is that like he's he texted today after what the second or third inning, like yo, this dude yeah, is doing third. it. Like he's yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I have he no got problem. through three with like thirty three pitches and already had like five or six strikeouts. Like and then and what, didn't the walk fourth, anybody. And then the fourth <laughs> or fifth, he had like what thirty pitches, like or something like that, mm-hmm. like something weird like that. So. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm all for putting him in the bullpen, even if he wants to or doesn't want to. But somebody who would come in and fucking give well, us a what few. What he wants doesn't matter. What's that? Yeah. I said what he wants doesn't matter, unfortunately. Well, all for right. Him. But our, if we have a guy of guys that are going five innings, six innings, like the other day, uh, Luzardo went five and 107 pitches. Mm-hmm. That's not great. Bring fucking this guy in, give us two or three good innings, and then bring in Puck or whoever the fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, Puck or whoever the fuck is a great name for a bullpen. Find a Korean with the last name. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, you know, to kind of round out the the Edward Cabrera talk, he's got a little bit more of a leash. Like, I don't see him going anywhere before, at the very late earliest, like June, middle of June. Yeah. Um, because we're just not going to have the arms ready, you know. I mean, all-star all break, if Max Meyer comes back, he's looking good, then maybe there's there's some movement for him, but probably not. Yeah, apparently Max Meyer's probably donezo for the year from what I'm reading, so. Oh, and I heard yeah, six, that. Six, though, could only come back maybe earliest August or September. Wow. Just in time for our playoff push. Uh, yeah. that That's it. September call-ups. <laughs> That's it. Forty man roster. <laughs> All right. So now we're 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 back onto the Diamondbacks. Um Branton, what did you take away from this Diamondback series? Um I was glad to see our bats come alive uh this yeah. series. I also think Jazz looked a little bit better, especially last night more so than today. Um, you know, I, I think he's making some adjustments. Um, you know, they kind of talked about it on the broadcast today. But overall, I think the the Diamondback series was really good. I think we had an opportunity to take that first game. Um, we just didn't capitalize on some of the the base runners that we had on play. But I think overall, it was a good series. I'm, I'm taking a lot of positives out of it. Jesus Sanchez waking up. Uh, Solar, basically, Solar carried us this series. I mean, if it wasn't for him, like we're we're <laughs> you know we're in big trouble there. But um, you know, it was good to see Puck bounce back from from his outing and get a get a save today. And so, you know, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with the Diamondback series. I think had we won that Saturday game or whatever against um, the Cubs and come out of this series, both series four with four wins, I think I'd feel a lot better. But Diamondbacks was a good series for me, in my in my opinion. I think one of the positives that came out of this weekend was Segura finally getting benched. <laughs> and we are, I mean, I know he's missed, he's missed four games all year. <laughs> I, I haven't been able to find what the other two were. But as far as this week, we were 2-0 without him. So I wasn't going to call him out today because, again, I don't know if you saw his, he did a post, post-game press conference and and he took full accountability for his slump and, and really – you know, went out of his way to to take accountability, and and I respect that. So I was going to give him a break this week, and and calling for his permanent benching. But um, you know, especially with Wendell coming back hot, I, I think it's I think Skip's got got some some problems. The only person the playing lineup. worse than Segura is Stallings. Yeah, yeah. but catcher's a problem catcher. for us. But I think Forte. <laughs> I love Forte personally behind the dish. Love Forte. Stallings, he Stallings is a sandy start, and you shouldn't start any other games. But Forte's my guy. I'm a big Forte guy. Yeah, I, well, I think um, we need to go yeah. out at the All Star or at the trade deadline and get a new catcher. 
They won't. I think they're both. They won't spend on a catcher. <laughs> you, we'll see. Upon a time, we had the best catcher in baseball, but you know. Yeah, twenty years ago. No, we gave him to the Phillies like two years ago. Yeah, not Pudge. Oh, JT. JT. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact: JT Romuto went into college as a shortstop. Did he? Yeah. Like, the guy's just a oh. stud, you know, to put him anywhere. <laughs> Starting catcher in Pensacola, who caught Yuri's game the other day, started out as a shortstop and is a catcher now. So he's not, not, a, more not now. as good, but. <laughs> hey, look, eventually those trades have to pay off. I wasn't aware that that Zach Gallen trade, uh, when they received uh, Zach Gallen, was it? One yes, they, they received Zach Gallen and they got Sandy. They got both of them in oh, one yeah. trade for Osuna. In St. Louis, yeah. You got both of those studs in one trade for Osuna. Like those yeah. things have to pay off. Now yeah, they went we ahead and traded Gallon for Jazz, but still, that's like those trades eventually have to pay off. You just can't keep trading these pieces off because look at those prospects that you're getting back. Look at look at them now as as major leaguers. It's 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 wild if you could actually keep hold on to them and and grow. All right, so uh, Lazardo did play, and much like Sandy, looks like he's finally coming back. So Spaz, how was it watching Lazardo back and he's, looking like his 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 old self? Hopefully, he's gonna be fine, man. I mean, the last time we saw him, not very fun. But I think all of us, I think I, everyone, even the, even the animals on Marlins Twitter, everyone loves Lazardo. Lazardo's the man. He's he also gets a local love because he's from yeah, here. Yeah, but even yeah, he he does absolutely. But dude, he's he's been such a joy to watch and. Even on those tough, those tough games that he's had, I mean, it's uh, you just have to give him uh, what did Brent say? Uh, give him a little bit of a leash, you know, a long leash on that. He's gonna be fine, dude. And he, he's 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 learning. He's learned a lot in the past couple of years, so he's gonna be fine. I'm I'm totally excited with what what's to come with him. So very very nice to see that outing from him. What about you, Brian? Finally, Lazardo's back. We got our aces back. Yeah. God, I hope so. But it looks like it. Um, it. It looks like he's he's back. You know, I was glad to see him go at least six. Um, I'd like to, I, you know, it's kind of the same thing with the rest of the pitching staff. I'd like them to be a little more efficient with their throws. I'd like Lazardo kind of needs to get to the seventh or eighth for me to say he's fully back. Um, because, you know, 100 and what was it, 104 pitches in and six five. innings isn't great. Um, but, you know. He pitched well enough to have us win the game. Uh, the bullpen in the Diamondback series wasn't nearly as taxed as they were in the Cubs series, and they have a day off tomorrow. So, you know, all in all, good things. Um, and just glad to see a quality outing from from our two top starters. Just, I think it's important to note – I'm sorry, Spaz. No, no, go, go, go. I was going to say, I, I think it's important to note also that no team in baseball is going to the pen statistically quicker than the Marlins. Like we have starters consistently coming out in the fourth and the fifth or That's whatever, crazy. you know, so, and, and I know the games change because guys aren't going, guys aren't really throwing complete games anymore. Guys aren't even going eight anymore, you know? Um, but if you can get a six, if you can get a six and two thirds or, or seven, that's gets into the seventh inning at least. I think that that helps tremendously, you know, but when we keep, you know, we keep relying on our bullpen to throw two, you know, and if you add it up in terms of a week, 10 to, you know, 10, 12, 15 extra innings a week, bad shit's going to happen, you know, and eventually you're going to start to get hit because relievers in the bigs now, they're all type of niche guys, you know, they, they either throw really hard or they have a good cutter, they have a good slider, whatever, they live and die by that. So. So one thing that I was just going to mention real quick, just, I'm sorry to just. No, no, it. no, go for it. Go for it. Uh, so uh, I, I was watching the Cubs series uh, a bit and they were mentioning and all, I think all those were day games, right? Those were all like uh, two yeah. o'clock or one o'clock. They're all two twenty starts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know, whatever. And is, those I'm, fucking... is there a reason why they do that? The the Cubs historically don't like playing. Yes. don't like playing night games. They, game. they were the yeah. last. They were the last team to get uh, lights. lights to get lights, and they only they only got the lights because they threatened to like force them to relocate many oh. many many years ago. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's a thing. So historically, they like playing baseball games during the day but those games were fucking packed like i was watching the and then it's like somebody posted the attendance of like a cubs game uh one of the days and i was like holy shit that is like twice what the marlins get on a really really good sandy day 
So I wonder if that just kind of bit into our our series there. Like if it was just like the home home cooking or something. I'm not sure what happened, but dude, there was a lot of fucking Cubs fans there. I mean, and we went to a couple of games here. There was a lot of Cubs fans here, but we ended up taking that. But I don't know if being at Wrigley fucked us up a little bit, but that's up to you guys to kind it, of. It, it is historically up. a tough place to play because one, the wind, and two, the sun. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but. Peyton. Yeah. I mean, I, but at the end of the day, like you're pros, like you, you know what the deal is. You're not surprised. You can't be surprised by this. Like, yeah. you know what the, you know what Wrigley is. You know what the expectations are. You even saw, I don't know if you guys were watching it on the, uh, during the broadcast that John Jay was, you know, obviously John Jay being a guy that was in the bigs for a long time. Skip, a guy that was in the bigs for a long time. Mabry, a guy that was in the bigs a long time. We're all out there working with the outfielders saying like, hey guys, like this is how you have to play the field because this is what happens. This is what you need to do. And at the end of the day, sun's not an excuse. At the end of the day, wind's not an excuse because everybody's got to play in it. So you got to figure it the fuck out. Callie, I wanted you to ask you, what do you think about Mr. Solar Power? My guy. El Cubano, my boy. Um, Yeah, Um, I'm a huge, everyone knows, if you don't know by now, I guess you're about to find out, I'm a huge solar guy, love it. He just speaks to, like, kind of that old school, just power hitter, like, yeah, I might hit 230, but I'm going to drop, you know, 35 on a year for it on you. Can I I tell you his numbers real quick? I'd, I'd adore it if you did. He's he's on pace to hit 38 home runs, 85 RBIs on pace, and over the last three series, he's has which is what nine games, four home runs, 10 RBIs, OPS 930. Inject that into my veins. Oof, Inject that directly. I want to cook that over a spoon. Put it in a syringe. <laughs> there you go. But. Uh no man solar I mean he he's 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 a strikeout guy we, that's just the nature of the beast he's he's gonna strike out a lot but he goes down swinging like today I, I was genuinely shocked that he took he struck out on a fastball like stri- mm-hmm. uh, strikeout looking on a fastball it was a little low in the zone but it's it was a borderline pitch that you, you know a professional hitter should at least try and fall off or, or stay alive or swing at um but man when dude connects. It's he hits the ball when, when he makes contact, he hits the ball hard every single time. His I, I, I don't have his numbers in front of me. Actually, I actually do have a tab for that. Um, I'm sure his slugging is 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 very yeah, his slugging's 508, which is uh second highest on the team behind uh Jesus Sanchez, um, which we're gonna get into in a second. And solar over the last three series because I have those numbers in front of me, his uh slugging 622. Yeah, that's that's incredible, man. The, the guy's just hitting that just means he's hitting baseballs hard which is what you want to do. You know, I, I love solar. I want that guy in the lineup every night because, you know, when, when, when solar power and lighting shows up, baby, it's a light show. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I still think he should be protecting jazz in the lineup and jazz should be batting third, but we'll get into that in a second. He was now today. Talk- didn't he bat second? He did bat second today. Yeah. So he protected jazz. Yeah. But, but jazz was still I leading know, off. I- come on, come on. <laughs> Let's see what you did. There. He's not protecting in the way you want him, but he's protecting him. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. Well, Brian Gene Segura has been on fire. He doesn't have Peyton Burdick's issues with the sun. You can literally blindfold the man, and he's hitting it. I'm telling you, he is on fuego. What do you, what are we saying about Gian Segura? Ah, uh, Segura, man, Segura is not on fire. <laughs> oh, Sakura Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez. Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah. Sakura is not on fire. I thought we were going to, you know, no, I said no, I was going to give the guy a break, and then you put a whole you're segment right. devoted to him. That. Look at that. <laughs> I, dude, I felt bad for the guy, obviously, for me to throw that out there. Sanchez. 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 Yeah. yeah, man. He's he's come alive. <laughs> I, that trip out west really did him some good. Um, you know, they were talking about it on the broadcast today. They just, you know, he, he's, he's been pushing really hard to try and break out of his slump and he, he seems to be doing that. Um, little concerned skip said after today's game, when he did come out after he hit that double skip said that he probably be all right and expect to see him Friday. Um, it was more a cramping issue than a hamstring issue apparently. So you know hopefully we avoid the injury bug there but you know it, we talked about it to start 
the beginning of the year season, you know, if, if we're going to be successful, we need guys like Sanchez, um, Avi when he comes back, uh, Segura, Solar. We need those guys to really step up and start start adding a little more threat to the lineup. So it's good to start seeing that. You know, you don't just have to worry about Jazz. You don't just have to worry about Arise. Like, there's other guys stepping up right now. And I think, you know, the series against the Reds, I think will be, if if Sanchez is good to go, I think he'll continue his hot streak. But I think we'll also start seeing, like, Jazz wake up. I think this will be a rebound series for Jazz. But, um, you know, every time you look at the dugout, they were showing it today. You see Jazz and, and Jesus sitting next to each other, trying to pick each other's brains about what they're seeing on the tablet and stuff like that. And I love seeing that. And I just think, you know, Jesus is putting in the work. So we're starting to see it pay off. And I think it's going to keep paying off. Do we leave the league in names with Jays? We have to. Because Jesus, George Solar, Jesus Sanchez, we got <laughs> Joy Wendell, Jazz, John Birdie, Gene Jacob Segura. Stallings. Jesus. All right. So, no, I'll take the L on that mistake. But, Jesus, I, I started looking. I was like, Jesus, so many Js. All right, Jesus Sanchez, let me tell you real quick, give you some numbers. The last three series, he's batting 417, slugging 917, mm. OPS of 1.334. The man is on fuego. So, I, I hope you're right. I hope Jazz is picking his brain because Jazz needs something to wake him up. Yeah, he currently has the second highest batting average on the team. He's hitting 297 on the year. He's 290. He's oh, he's hitting 294 on base percentage of 368, slugging 555, uh, 559, OPS of 927, the best OPS on the team, even better than our very own. Um, arise, arise, oh, no, arise. Yeah, he has. A, oh no, slightly less than arise. Sorry, and arise is 945, but he's bro. He's sweet against righties. That dude's pretty damn good, man. He's he he's a guy that, and it's it's encouraging to see because he's a guy that a lot of people weren't high on coming to the season. He he definitely struggled uh, as the season opened up, but he's really found his form and he's he's seeing re- righties really well. He's another guy that seems to make hard contact every time he connects, which is also which is always encouraging. Um, you know, best and and that's great because you know what it does is it makes it makes Skip's job a, a little harder when when Avi comes back. So that's well, what we need. I mean, John Birdie has, uh, has been probably having the best as far as hitting average over the last outside of uh, Sanchez. He's been playing great, but Wendell's back. And Spaz, you said there's a chance that Wendell doesn't see the field. But he came back, and he's seen the field. What do you think about Wendell getting some playing time? Because not looking great so far. Just I want to touch one one back. Go on. for it, go for it. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I had mentioned a couple episodes ago a tweet mm-hmm. from Tommy Hutton from last season, where he, it, Tommy Hutton even said he's swinging at his ass, and you're never gonna hit the ball swinging out of your ass. And I feel like he's made adjustments, and now he's kind of like doing what he needs to do. But I wish I, next episode I think we should pull that tweet up from Tommy Hutton because it's fucking amazing. But I'm, gl- I'm glad to see no, him doing what he needs to do. And listen, people are, are praising him. And, you know, it, we're, seeing, we're seeing the progress. So I'm, I'm really into it. But back to Joey No Gloves. Fucking love the guy. He's coming back. And he's – I didn't think he was going to earn a spot. I didn't think he was going to – you know, I even C- Cali was the one that was like, no, he's going to have to fight for his spot. But he's here. We've been seeing him a couple days in a row. So Granted, and- he's, all, he's also benefited from Cooper being hurt. Uh, Gudiel right. had, had an had an issue too. Right. We saw sure. Arise having to play first, which so benefited from that. But but man, he, but when he's come in, he he got a he got a hit today, yeah. you know. And what I what I appreciate, which is something he wasn't doing before he got hurt, and it wasn't something he wasn't doing a lot in spring training because he was very poor in spring training. Seeing right. the ball in the air a lot, you know. It, it, he you know I don't know what happened in, in Jacksonville or maybe he he puckered up because like man I'm I'm about to be out of a job here in a minute. And he's he's had great at bats. I'll give it to him. He's had fantastic at bats. I'm really happy with Joey Wendell and the little sample size that we've gotten from him so far. Let's keep it well, going. And that and that's oh. move birdie to third, which is what we all said we kind of wanted, right? 
we figured that birdie moved to third Wendell gets spot back at shortstop and then second base well i mean with arise having to fill in with while cooper's out at first base today then we found the space for hampson and i think everybody's relatively okay with this when cooper comes back we want to see cooper at first rise back at second you have wendell at shortstop we have birdie at third that's kind of the infield you kind of want to see Hampson's left kind of out, but I mean, with Solar and Sanchez in the corners, or Solar playing DH and then uh, De La Cruz over there at left, Jazz in the center. Like, I think that the team's finally starting to take shape once everybody's healthy. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with what we're seeing so far. Now, um, Brenton, you surprised that Wendell got back on, onto the field? Uh, a little bit, but again, I think just like the guy said, um, he's really benefited from, you know, a couple of guys having knocks, you know, Coop and, and, you know, uh, Yuli needed a day off today. And so that gives him another opportunity and Segura's slump really opens that door and kind of Wendell coming back, come, comes at a good time for us. I mean, I think what was his first at bat back? He had a triple, right? You know, so that was encouraging, especially in Jacksonville. He did not have a good rehab assignment. Like he struck out. I, it was he didn't a have a good spring training either. Like he's had no, just a rough so, year from from spring training on. Yeah, so you know, I wasn't really thinking he would come back in, but you know, Skip saw something in the guy and, and gave him a couple of opportunities, and I think he's he's done enough to be in the conversation every day. Um, you know, I think birdie moving over to third base and and giving wendell his spot at shortstop for now i think that's a great move um you know yuli can still fill in at first base so coop comes back but i think coop i don't know i thought i saw somewhere that he might be back for the red series at some point and Ooh, possibly even I friday love to hear that because yeah. we started that losing against the braves once cooper went down we've been yeah i think he's yeah, I think he's due to come off the IL on Friday. So I'm sure we'll see a bunch of moves happening either tomorrow or Friday related to bringing up um, Yuri and, and Coop activated and things like that. All right. Well, now I'm going to bring up everybody's favorite topic this week because it's gotten a lot of traction. And that is our MLB The Show cover athlete, my main man, Jazz. Jazz is in a funk. He's in a very big funk. <laughs> now, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that we are slightly over a month in, but I think that four, just about 40 games into the season, which is a quarter of the season, I think that's a pretty decent sample size to start to worry. So I'll start with Brian. Brian, are we starting to worry about Jazz? Because I am. I'll let you know right off the bat. I'm starting to worry. So, yeah, I mean, anytime one of your best hitters comes out in a little bit of a slump, yeah, you're concerned. Um, you know, I'm not in full-blown panic mode. You know, Jazz has kind of made some some changes in the offseason. Like, we're seeing him be more patient in the box. And, like, he's taking pitches that he definitely shouldn't be taking. But he's... He's leaving that bat on his shoulder a little bit more than he did last year. And I think that's why we're seeing more strikeouts because I don't know that he, I don't know that he really reads pitches well. Like, I don't know that he's, he's not great on those like um, close to the zone pitches. That's like some batters are where they know when to take, when to hit. Um, and, and I think Skip's just got to tell jazz, like go back to doing what you were doing and just let it rip. You know, Jazz was just very aggressive in the box last year, um, swinging at just about everything, and, and it, w- it worked for him, right? You know, we we can all say he had a great year last year when he was healthy, but him being a little bit people more say patient, putting him in the MVP conversation last year at one point, yeah, before he got injured, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I think him leaving that bat on the shoulder, I think I don't know, I don't know what that adjustment is, but it, it to me that that's what it seems like is he's holding back. And maybe that's a conversation Skip had with him about being less aggressive and trying to draw more walks, which we've seen him draw walks, but it's been more more pitching around than like being patient. But maybe maybe that's something they they're working on. But that's just my guys. You worried? Uh, no, but I I think it's a kind of the tweaking of the lineup, like because I think he has. I, I I'm sorry, I I didn't really watch a lot of games <laughs> yeah, i'm just trying to watch the highlights but i don't think he's been hitting leadoff right 
like for this series. Uh, I think he was in the six hole until today. Okay, yeah. So that that's what I that's what I think I saw, and I think his confidence is just much higher when his when he's in leadoff. And I know when he was batting like fourth, I think he he was doing well. And again, I don't know. I this is just things that maybe Skip is just trying to tinker with the fucking lineup and see what's going on. But I think his confidence is the higher the highest when he's uh, lead off. And uh, dude, if that's working, then do it. But if I I, I would like to see the numbers, him lead off and him otherwise, and see where that goes because Jazz, I think there's something there. Uh-huh. Jazz, uh, he was in the six hole uh, the first two games against the Cubs against against two lefties, and then the last four games he let off. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Callie, you worried? Uh no, I know I'm the I'm the resident jazz apologist in the group, and, and that's fine. Um, my my point's actually kind of contrary to what Brand was was saying. Um, yeah, he's striking out a lot, but he's there on the team and walks. Um, I still think he's having competitive at bats. It's not like he's looking ugly at the plate. Um, but we knew we kind of knew he was going to strike out a lot. Like that wasn't a, that wasn't a secret. Like we we knew kind of we, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. He's 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 gonna lead the team in in strikeouts, but he's also probably gonna be set, excuse me. I mean, if, unless Solar continues what he's doing, you know, second on the team in home runs, he's far and away, he he has far and away the most stolen bases. There there is not a close second. Uh, he has thirteen, and Birdie has has six. When he, when he's on the base paths, he's he's absolutely lethal. Um, now it's just the issue of getting him on base, you know. <clears throat> I've kind of been back and forth as to whether he he should still continue to lead off. Um, and I think my answer is still yes, only because I still want our better hitters seeing more at-bats. Um, and I still think he's one of the better hitters on our team, uh, despite the numbers maybe not reflecting that right now. But I think once we see the sample size of a whole season, uh, I think the season ends with Jazz being one of our better hitters. So I'm not worried yet. Um, again, yeah, he, he has 50 strikeouts on the year so far, and we're in the beginning of May, which is definitely concerning. But um, I have to believe that he'll he'll turn it around. He's well, second the in the league in strikeouts, and not in the National League. That is not the majors, and in National League, he's he's second in the league in, in uh, strikeouts. Are you gonna say something, Brian? Yeah. So the strikeouts to me is a big concerning this year. When you look at last year through 60 games that he played, he struck out 66 times. So there's definitely something that's changed between last season to this season to increase that strikeout rate, which is why I think he's just being, I don't think he's being as aggressive, which doesn't make sense. Like you're not being aggressive or if you're being aggressive, you should have more strikeouts, but I think he just needs to let that bat swing. I think, I think with him, I think the, the pressure is definitely on because from a baseball perspective, like league wide, he's the face of the Marlins. You oh, know? Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy was a cover athlete. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. you really want to look at it in terms of video games and stuff but um you know I, I think that has to have something to do with it but something i've noticed is jazz's attitude is awesome he's never like pouty his body language is always good he's always hustling you know and again he's taking good at bats so that's what i guess that's why i'm not concerned like like the the i guess the intangibles of it you know, I'm not worried because he's not throwing a little bitch fit. He's not throwing his helmet when he strikes out or slamming his bat or getting upset. You know, like, yeah, he talks, but that's just kind of the kind of person he is. He's, he's going to run his mouth a little bit, and, and, I, and we all love that about him. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't – I'm not concerned. If he was, if he was having bad at-bats and his, his shoulders were down, his head was down, he's, he's throwing little fits, he's throwing his helmet, he's throwing his bat, I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe Jess is in some hot water. But, yeah, from I'm, – I'm not – too concerned yet well, his, his average isn't too far off you know what's he's batting 227 so far this year last year uh, he was 254 uh, uh, before he was 248 so that's right and on the mendoza line right there yeah so he's you know really Literally. Not, not doing too bad <laughs> uh jazz he's been on base 36 times he has 13 stolen bases in those 36 times he's been on base it's not bad. It's almost forty percent of the time he's he's gotten a, a, a stolen base. So obviously, once he gets on base, he's productive. The problem is getting on base. Uh, we were having this conversation not too long ago. I, I still think he should bat third. I'm gonna say that until it finally happens. But I know a lot of people. Disagree. I haven't actually I haven't heard anybody that agrees with me. 
But I think that he should be batting third. And um, I probably, I I'm usually am. But I, I am going to break down the numbers because Cali had the question as a, he would like to see the splits, right? Mm -hmm. His numbers leading off. So I'll start off with when he's batting sixth in the lineup. He has an average of 111 uh, on base percentage of 200. He's hit uh, one home run. He has three RBIs, four Ks, and 18 at-bats. So he's striking out 22% striking out of the time. Okay, that's in six games. Clean cleanup when he was when beginning of the season, those four games that he played cleanup. He was batting 182 on base percentage, 217, one home run, one RBIs, nine K's and 22 at bats, 41% of the time he struck out. So obviously cleanup didn't work. Now let's go to when he's leading off. He's led off 24 games, average of 255, on base percentage of 304, three home runs, 10 RBIs, six walks. 35 Ks and 90 at bats, about 37% of the time he's striking out. Obviously, he's batting much better as a leadoff. But those numbers could be deceit, but those numbers could be a little deceiving because <laughs> usually when he's batting sixth, it's because he's facing a lefty. And we already went over his numbers against lefties. So that does kind of mess with the numbers a little bit. But he's when he leads off, he's not playing as bad as I thought. I would still like to see him in the third hole with Solar protecting him behind him. Look, if you could sandwich him between Cooper and Solar and have Arise leading off, that to me is the dream right there. I'll tell you right now, leading off, Arise, second, Cooper, third, Jazz, fourth, Solar, fifth, Sanchez. To me, that should be the, the first five. That, and, and I'm going to stick with it. I, 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 I still – I do. I do hate it. I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> um, Again, if if we're gonna come, we we can't simultaneously say that he's gonna lead the team in strikeouts and then want him up to bat with, in the most likely scenario where guys are gonna be on base. That's just, but he's not gonna strike out as much because they're gonna be throwing in the zone. That's my whole my whole thing mm -hmm. is I think they're gonna throw more in the zone because they're not gonna walk him when there's a man on second, and when they know that Solar's coming up to bat. They're still gonna pitch them the same way they would pitch them. No, no, yeah. they're not, man. No, pitching changes when you know that you have somebody. I don't. Obviously, Solar is not Barry Bonds. Okay, so please don't take this analogy, you know, just like that. But if you know Barry Bonds is up to bat next, you're gonna not. You're not walking the guy in front of him. Yeah, but the thing is that that goes out the window because you have a guy that just strikes out a lot. He swings and misses a lot. He has a high whiff rate and he has since we've, since we've seen him in the bigs, it's because not, it's not a new problem because, because you don't care if you accidentally walk him because he, that's it. He, he's because on base, but there's nobody else on base. Okay. Yeah, so but I think like today you saw Soler behind jazz. And like, I think, you know, having a rise behind him gives you some sort of protection as well. Like, I, I think there's other ways to protect him than moving him to third. You know? Yeah, and the thing is, okay, so... What about second? You what about second? Give me second. Give me second. So if but you... Then you need you need an alternative to, to lead off, and I don't, I don't know that we have that. Off. So if, 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 if we're, we make a lineup tonight with Jazz and Solar hitting back-to-back, -back, those, those, that's 90 strikeouts. 90 because Jazz has 50, but Solar has 40. That's 90 strikeouts. That's a lot. That's I a lot am of going to next game. You know how I found these splits? Next time, I'm going to find what the numbers are with men on base. Because I bet you with men on base, Jazz's percentage is better because he doesn't strike out as much because they don't give him well, pitches you know outside what also, the zone as much. You know what also might be interesting to do, and, and maybe I'll do this, is look at you know, with the lineup changes, see how his batting average changes depending on who's behind him. Because I, I would I would venture to say that with a rise in the two hole, I think his average is going to be a lot better than having somebody somebody else who's who's Thank not you. as big a threat to get on base every time. Like a rise is going to get on base. We're seeing it 40 percent of the time, where you know Soler Sanchez is too. Yeah, but. <laughs> I would rather have I would rather have Jazz lead off because you're getting somebody speedy on base. Like Arise, I love the guy. He's That's doing awesome. a great job, but he's hitting singles. He's hitting mostly singles. So if he hits a single with Jazz on first, Jazz has a chance to come home and score. If, well, this, if you, is, this is going to be the never-ending debate, you know, and we'll continue this. It will be. <laughs> we'll continue yeah. this. Yeah, we'll yeah, continue yeah. this next week until we until it's he gets moved to third. Because I'm right, but <laughs> oh god, statistically, right. I'm right. 
let's let's let's, right. keep, let's keep uh, it going don't worry look i love numbers i'll figure out the way to make the numbers look better for me all right so <laughs> we have uh series against the reds coming up but i guess we can't really talk about it without bringing up the news that we got earlier today yuri perez is let's going to make go. his debut on friday i have tickets for t- saturday's game and I am regretting it because I really wish I could be there on Friday instead. I'm going to see if I could finagle that into this. But how are we feeling about Yuri Perez? Like I told you, I, I was a little worried about it because of the sticky ball that they're playing with in A. I wasn't sure how that's going to translate to the majors when he doesn't have that anymore. But they know better than I do. They feel like he's ready, and I'm all for it. Let's see what he's got. Callie, how did you feel when you heard the news? A uh, little shocked. I thought it was a little soon. But... You know, these guys get paid a lot of money to make decisions. Um, It's exciting. His numbers this year in double A are just stupid. 232 ERA, uh, 31 innings pitched. He's only given up 16 hits, uh, eight earned runs, only nine walks to 42 strikeouts. Uh, He's faced 117 batters. That's ridiculous. His his, uh, walks per nine innings is only 2.6. 12.2 strikeouts per nine. I mean, his his numbers are ridiculous. Like, and him being the youngest player in Double A, that's that's amazing. So right now, his average age difference is, you know, he's at on average 4.3 years younger than anyone else in Double A. So he he's wow. competing against guys older than him. You know, um, I think. I understand why they're doing it because it's one of those like, uh, all right, we got the Reds and the Nationals. Like, you're not going to be facing two teams that can particularly stroke, and we have some guys that some guys that are injured. Like, I think it's it's potentially two teams that were that he can pitch against and 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 do well. Um, and then again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I think we'll, he'll get two starts and then we'll see him go back down as soon as, as Rogers is ready to come back up, which I think is the right thing to do. But it's really exciting. The the call up video was awesome that they did with uh, yes, with Sandy. It was. it was that 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 got me pumped up. Uh, you know, it it's really really exciting, easy to get excited about about Yuri. Uh, him and Sandy kind of have like a mentorship thing kind of going on. So best case scenario, maybe next year or two years from now, we have a one, two, three punch of, of Sandy, Yuri, and Lazardo, which is Oof. really exciting to think about. Mm-hmm. Spaz, you got the news. How are you feeling? Listen, it's very, very difficult. I've been on Martin's Twitter for many, many years. It's very difficult for everyone to agree on one fucking thing. And everyone is absolutely stoked about this. So I am very, very excited. Uh, I'm going to try to make it out there on Friday. I should probably be there. I mean, it's, I, I got tickets, so it's, it's, I'll be there. Um, but man, it's going to be so exciting. I think, uh, it, there's going to be some electricity in the park about sure. Yuri. So uh, how appropriate is- that he's making his debut for the Marlins in those pinstripes. How awesome it's is meant that? meant to be. It, yeah. Yeah. That, that's actually what Caddy Ain't said. Back. I think, and I think that's going to add to the electricity. And everyone's super pumped about it. I'm super pumped about it. I'm going to be there. Uh, Brenton and I will have uh, some beers. And uh, Callie, you're going, right? I'm going, but I can't drink yet. So I will have I'll have some high quality H2O and some lemonade. Son of a mother. All of you guys are going? Oh, damn. Yeah, we've all, we were I'm, all discussing this. I'm close. I'm, I'm, I'm working Brent's, the wife Brent, down. Brent, Brent's 75% of the way there, but he's also in. Be- Listen, me it takes me an hour and, th- and a half to get to the stadium. So that, that's where the problem is. I don't want to drive pink, but that's pretty mm-hmm. I do. Well, there's a weekend. I'll, I'll buy you a bourbon. Well, that's the other part. It's more than a weekend. It's kind of tough to get two games out of this weekend. I'm working on All it. All right. <laughs> so, Brenton, so you want to be there because you're also excited. Of, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you're well, you know probably – that's an easy question. I don't even want to ask you if you're excited. I know you're excited. How yeah. do you think he's going to do? Give me a prediction for how Friday's going to go. Um, so it can go one of two ways. Um, you know, I, I think the adrenaline's going to take him. I think he's going to do really well. Um, okay. that that's my prediction for for the Reds game. If he pitches past that, I think um, you know, kind of to to Callie's point, I was pretty surprised that they they decided to call him now. Um, if you look at his double a numbers, like they're really good. Like there's, there's no doubt about it, but 
you know, one of the things that's kind of like a couple of the batters have had some success on him with is they sit on that first pass, first pitch fastball. Like if you watched his game on Sunday, he gave up first pitch of the game. He gave up a home run. Um, and it's because the batters were sitting on that fastball and the batters were making pretty good contact um, on the first pitches when they swung because they're waiting for that fastball because he relies on that a lot right now. So does that change when he gets to the majors and has somebody like Stallings or Fortes call, calling a, a different game for him? Probably. And I hope so. But so that's something to look out for, but the guy's electric. I mean, you know, the, the coaches in, in Pensacola, they were talking to one of them on Sunday's broadcast. And he was like, listen, like I've seen a lot of arms come through here, Sandy, you know, all these guys he was naming off. And he's like, this guy is the most exciting. Like this guy has the potential to be better than, than Sandy is, is basically what he was saying. And so, you know, he's the number one pitch pitching prospect right now, probably in major league baseball. If not, he's definitely top three. And so you can't, can't help, but be excited about it. You know, um, and just to kind of plug Pensacola a little bit, if you guys get a chance, like watch some of their games, they have some studs, like a lot of our talent is in double a right now. You know, his teammate, Patrick Monteverde is probably the guy that like we talked about, I think last week, Callie and I, I thought he would get the nod. He's having a statistically better season than, than Yuri. He's old. He pitched the win today, so I don't have his updated numbers, but he's five and oh with a sub two. ERA with 31 innings pitched and, you know, I think 44 strikeouts or whatever he did today. So, you know, there's a lot of talent there. And and so I, I hope Yuri does well and, and maybe, you know, we'll see how, how long his stay is, but I, I kind of tend to agree with Cali. I don't think he'll be here for the whole season. Uh, he's probably a guy well, who goes back down and maybe cut, he's our first choice. If somebody else goes down. I think it also uh, helps that we're, we're facing the Reds and have, have it in front of me. The Reds are third to the bottom of the league with only 27 home runs on the year. They're about middle of the pack average-wise. And then presumably his second start would be against the Nationals, who only have 24 home runs this year. And, you know, we'll have the Reds at home, so much more hitter uh, pitcher-friendly park. I think it's just a match made in heaven for right and, now. And to, and to kind of piggyback off of what you just said, they have the second lowest slugging and the third lowest OPS in the National League. So it's not, it's, it's, it's I mean, almost the ideal opponent that you would want to, to kind of debut against, unless you're literally playing against the Marlins, because only other teams that are worse than them offensively are the Marlins. So, uh, you know, that I wasn't expecting that to happen, but whatever. All right. So, prediction time. Let's see. Last week, I think the majority of us said three and three, right? Mm-hmm. Three and three. We thought we'd go into nineteen and nineteen. No, right? No, I I thought we would sweep the Diamondbacks. Oh, I thought we'd so take you... two. I I thought we'd come out of here five and two or five and one, whatever it was. Oh. I, I said four and two also. Yeah, I, I was very optimistic. Was I the only one that said three and three, like a normal person? Yeah, po- possibly, possibly. Because I, I, I know I said four and two, but I thought you guys were smart. <laughs> just keep swimming. All right, so <laughs> prediction time. Spaz, since you were the one that was right last week, what are we thinking this upcoming week against the Reds and against the Nationals? The Reds and the Nationals. Nationals. The Nationals. Uh, they're both not 500 teams. We are very Correct. much a 500 team. Yes, we are. We're oh. average as average kids. Yes. <laughs> so. I think we sweep the Reds and we take two out of three from uh, the Nationals. Five and one. Five and one. Yes. I love the confidence, Bats. Brian, what are you thinking? You know, this. I think these two series are probably pretty pivotal for our season if we want to be playoff players or not. Um, the time to I, take that, I think that, uh-huh. with, against these two teams, I think we need to step up and – I'm thinking we sweep the Reds and we sweep the Nats. Nixon. Oh, Jesus Christ. All it's right. not gonna happen, but I, I think I think realistically it's probably five and one. I think we can five sweep and, the Reds well, and we'll take still two. Still looking three. good. All oh, right, no, I'm no. loving it. No, no. We got five and one, got six and oh. Callie, go. Come on, Callie. Callie's gonna say you um, five hundred. Uh no, I thought I was gonna be the hot take with the six and zero. Oh. We're just gonna fucking sweep both of them. But Brandon, that's what I thought. Do anything. Um no, but seriously, um, I think four and two is realistic. 
I think that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't I don't think we sweep sweep any of them just because I don't think we have the pitching depth to sweep both of them. Um, but if we're gonna if we're gonna have back to back sweeps, this is the this is it, right? time to do it because yeah. these are two of the worst hitting teams in the league, not called the Miami Marlins. So this is this is our time to shine. These are these are teams that are that are not very good, don't have great pitching. You know, these are teams we have two that are days that are, off. Yeah, the, and that that was another point I was going to make. The, a day off before and after the Red Series is absolutely massive, absolutely massive. Um, so, I mean, if if we're if we're going to win six in a row, this is this is or, or sweep two in a row, which would make it eight uh, eight wins in a row. This is this is the time of the year. This is the time to do it because then we go. We have a, a nice little West Coast trip, and you know, again, the the rest of the month is pretty favorable for us. If we can really take advantage of these next two series, I think we can we can start getting people nervous. Let's fucking do it. Uh, I'm gonna ride with five and one. I can't imagine two sweeps. I think that there's a chance that we sweep the Reds. Um, so I'd say sweep the Reds and take two out of three out from the Nationals. And I'd say five and one going to next episode twenty four and twenty, which isn't bad. Forty four games in. Four games over 500, feeling pretty good. So that's it. Look, I'm excited. We're staying afloat, like we said. Keep it 500, and let's let's keep moving. Uh, Keep swimming, baby. Let's keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Uh, Anything else for the people, gentlemen? Um, As many of you as possible need to show up on Friday. Yes, we gotta pack that ballpark for Yuri. Not too much. I don't want to deal with the parking thing. Like, relax, guys. (laughs) All right, we'll stay home and watch it on TV. It's a better view anyway. There's no blocky, bro. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Lots to be there's a lot to be frustrated about, but a lot to be excited about. You know, we're a young team. We got some exciting players. You know, it's a a good time to to jump on the bandwagon because for sure, we only go up from here, or we implode destructively but you know we don't talk about that no spaz oh man uh what brenda said let's go out and show support to our new guy our young guy and uh i'm gonna be there on friday so let's all three quarters of the podcast will be there on yes yes yes, apparently absolutely let's let's go and show support and show love and let's be loud for the boy man it's gonna be great I said it's going to be an awesome time on Friday. Hopefully, we come back and have a good week, right? Because five and one, oh, six yeah. and oh, all these predictions sounds like a great week to me. So let's make it happen. Hopefully, we get Coop back, and like we all said, and will be now be the motto: just keep swimming. That's Catch right. you guys next week. <laughs>